Okay, welcome back to the Savant Podcast, and this is episode 27, and we're back talking football once again. So this is football season, uh, week seven and eight. Took a little break uh, from last week just to do that playlist episode uh, for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. But let's get into our football savant season uh, power rankings to start off. You know, last few weeks we've been going over our top 10 teams uh, just off of, you know, that week and, you know, based on, you know, all the games this year, not relating to, you know, preseason rankings or what we think for future. But this uh, is our top 10 teams after week seven, uh, which just occurred. And because we missed week six talk, uh, we're going to kind of combine that, uh, both those weeks together. But before we get into that uh, issue, how are you doing, man? How was your last few days? My last few days have been uh, good. Um, I had fun with us recording uh, the playlist episode. And I'm actually, you know, excited to get back into football this week because a lot of interesting things have happened since the last time we talked football. And so we'll be doing uh, week seven and eight. So I'm definitely excited about um, today's episode and I can't wait to get started. Yeah, super stoked for that. But let's get into our top 10. Uh, so I'm going to start off with mine. So yeah, a lot, a lot of changes. Obviously, our, our bills, you know, kind of lost. Not kind of lost. They lost to the Titans a few weeks ago and then had the bye. But uh, so they have kind of moved out of the uh, top four. But number one, got the cards. Uh, they're still undefeated. Got the Packers coming this Thursday, but, you know, no Devontae Adams. I'm not sure, you know, the Packers chances now. Had they had, a, had, they had Devontae Adams, I was going to pick the Packers over the cards. But, you know, I think Lazard is out as well. And I believe last episode I called him Lozon. Uh, so apologies to Alan uh, Lazard. But number two, I got the Bucks. So Tom Brady coming off that big win over the Chicago Bears, you know, getting the 600th passing TD, first time ever, you know, been down in the NFL, which is crazy. Props to him. But yeah, they dismantled the Browns or the Bears, I should say. And yeah, their running game really took off. Ronald Jones. You know, really getting into the mix. I will say, though, on quite a few of the running plays, they had like seven offense alignment, like not even like, you know, two tight ends with the five offense alignment. It was literally seven offense alignment. So kind of expected. But but I mean, the Bears would have like two deep safeties on some of those plays when clearly they're running the ball if there's seven offense alignment. I mean, who knows? There might be a package where they do have seven offense alignment and they do throw the ball, but I highly doubt that. But have the Bucks there, you know, with their uh, running game kind of in effect. Uh, and then the Packers, number three. So, yeah, they've been, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we've spoken of multiple times. Obviously had the one hiccup in the first week, but it's been, you know, pretty much dominant. I wouldn't say dominant as he as you know, compared to last year and years past. But Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, that three-headed monster, you know, Lazard coming to the fold has been great for that team. A.J. Dillon kind of falling off a bit. You know, he's had a few fumbles the last few weeks. Number four, I got the pa- uh, Cowboys. Uh, so they're also coming off a bye. But, you know, just with that running attack, you know, no reason to, you know, have them out of the top four. You know, we, I think we spoke last time about them potentially being in the top three. You know, near the end of the year, I could definitely see that. Uh, but I'm going to put them at four. And then number five, so a big jump. And a team I th- I don't think will last here for long, like team that we've we've said is overrated, like the Titans. But I have to put them there. You know, Derrick Henry's been doing has been crazy. MVP level, 100%. He's the MVP for sure at this point. Like obviously last week we were talking, or a few weeks ago we were talking about Kyler Murray and, you know, Josh Allen. Yeah, Derrick Henry, 10 touchdowns so far this year. Like that's insane. Leading this team, you know, we've talked about how Tannehill's look inconsistent. Obviously, A.J. Brown had that big game, you know, last week, although against the Chiefs secondary. Yeah, Derrick Henry's been leading, you know, this team. And, yeah, he's miles ahead of the next, you know, so the second best rusher. And in fantasy, too. He's just, like, killing it right now. But then after them, so at number six, I got the Bills. You know, had to put them there. Just below the Titans, you know, as they did lose the Titans. Although by three points, you know, it was a good... Uh, Monday night game, but too bad. But I, you know, I definitely think that the Bills can recover and work their way back in as, you know, they do have, you know, one of the best defenses. And I do think they can get uh, the running game, you know, right. I will like to see them give the ball to Devin Singletary a bit more. 
as you know, he's running, you know, five and a half yards per carry this year. You know, Zach Moss, you know, he's I guess proven himself with the touchdowns at the beginning of the year, but he's just not not getting it done. And they could not run the ball against Tennessee, which was not a good thing. And, you know, they gave the ball more to Josh Allen and Zach Moss and, you know, Singletary still had more yards per carry. So I think they need to get that, you know, play action game going with that running game if they want to, you know, get into that top five, top three. You know, we both think that the Bills can be the best team in the league. Uh, then after that, I got the Bengals. Uh, so the Bengals, another team that I think is a little bit too high. Obviously, they just beat the Ravens. And yeah, the the Bengals, like all Bengals fans and, you know, the, even their Twitter account was like, you know, we're here and all this. But like, this is not anything different of the Bengals of the past. The Bengals with Andy Dalton, the Bengals with, you know, Carson Palmer. Yeah, they'd have these good years, always like, oh, they got, you know, one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. And yeah, before they had Marvin Lewis, one of the, you know, great black coaches in the last 20 years who, yeah, you could say maybe overstayed his welcome because he won like, I don't know, one or two, maybe three playoff games in his entire tenure. But that being said, like, you know, they did have good regular seasons and get to the playoffs and, you know, even have a bye. I think they had a bye a few times. And with Andy Dalton. So, and yeah, Andy Dalton wasn't actually that bad of a quarterback to start off his career. That being said, you know, everyone's going on about this. But I do have to say, Jamar Chase is, you know, he he won that game 100%. You know, they were, I think they were up by three points in the end of that big touchdown. But yeah, he really dismantled uh, Humphreys. And I think Humphreys, it was the most yards he's ever given up to any player, uh, which is impressive, you know, for Chase. When they played, what's uh, the team? You have Packers, you know, they had that. Burrow had that crazy, a pretty bad interception. So I still think. Uh, he's not perfect as a quarterback yet. You know, I can't see he's not better than I would say peak Tony Romo right now. You know, he got them to come back against Jacksonville. Like that's Jacksonville. They didn't lose to the Bears and he did throw like what three picks in a row. So he's not, he hasn't been perfect this year. Does have all those weapons and, you know, CJ Uzma really, you know, becoming a, you know, a big target uh, in that tight end group. But yeah, not 100% sold, but got to put them there. They did beat the Ravens, and then I got the Ravens after them. So, yeah, obviously, you know, we've talked about how they maybe rely on Lamar too much. And, yeah, that's definitely, you know, seen as Bengals, you know, defense did get after him quite a few times, uh, which I do think you got to give the Bengals defense some credit, you know, from that game. But I have to put them there because of how dominant Lamar has looked so far this year. And I do think. You know, they'll maybe turn it around. The running backs will get healthier as, yeah, Freeman was like their number one back uh, this past game. And then I got the Chargers. So, yeah, the Chargers got put in the mirror. You know, I, I want to have them a bit higher because of Justin Herbert. I would say he's like in the top five, you know, performance from QBs this year. But like we've said, they, you know, give up a lot of rushing yards. And, yeah, they, they did give a lot of points to, you know, the Browns who've, you know, kind of dropped, although – they're kind of like, I would say, a sleeper team to get back in the top 10, you know, with Baker's health being in question. But yeah, got to put the Chargers there, uh, coming off a of bye as well. And then the Rams. So the Rams at 10, and I would like to have the Rams higher. But yeah, Matt Stafford, yeah, they, they kind of struggled against the Lions, although you know, the Lions had like the onside kick and then the two fake punts. So they were kind of like messing around with them. But yeah, they only won 20 to 17, so it's like, they could do a lot better, I think. And yeah, they did beat the Bucks this year, but they have looked a little weaker against or a Seahawks team that lost Russell Wilson and then they almost lost to Geno Smith. But yeah, so those are my 10 uh, teams. But issue, I will hand it off to you now. What are your uh, top 10 teams for the football savant uh, season power rankings? Uh, for the football savant season power rankings, my number one team is the Arizona Cardinals. As you, you know, previously said, they're undefeated, 7-0 and right now. And uh, next week against the Packers without Devontae Adams is obviously going to be a challenge for the Packers. And I think that it's um, more so in the Cardinals' favor. And I think that they can definitely get this win and be 8-0. and Yeah, the schedule, I don't believe, is getting any easier. But uh, for, what it, uh, for what it's worth right now, it's actually pretty decent. For my second team, I actually put the I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a little bit higher. Yeah, their offense I believe is very um difficult for a lot of NFL teams to stop. Uh, Tom Brady is obviously um one of the top 
quarterbacks in the league this season at an old age, and he can still perform well. Uh, teams have been doing amazing so far, and I think that they'll, I think that they'll turn it around in the right direction and be one of those uh, teams that performs very well come playoff time. So I got them as my number two. Uh, as my number three, I put the Packers. I feel like this week coming up, uh, the game that they have against the Cardinals is obviously going to be difficult for them. But uh, Devontae Adams and them and them losing that, their other players that um obviously helped them put uh, points on the board. But I think from the start of the season, like I was a little bit hard on them, but I feel like they've definitely turned it around and showed that um they're all you know invested in trying to win games this season, and they're obviously one of the best teams in the league. So I had to give them their props and put them at that uh, number three spot. Uh, for the number four spot, I'm going to actually put the Cowboys there. I feel like they've actually exceeded my expectations. Dak Prescott has been having an amazing year coming off of the injury, and it's good to see that he's back and doing what we all know that um, he could do. Um, last year, he had a gruesome injury, but so far, he's been turning it around. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's been turning around. He hasn't had a very impressive year last year, so to see him turn it around, and perform well for the team. It's been amazing as well. And they got a bunch of bunch of solid prospects on the team. And uh, it's, it's been interesting to see the Cowboys just turn around and be one of the best teams in the conference because it's obvious that the rest of the teams in their specific bracket can't perform, like with the, you know, with the Giants, et cetera. So it's good to see that the Cowboys are actually um, performing well and doing what they got to do. So I put them at that four spot. Uh, number five, I got to put the Rams, their defense, amazing. I think Matthew Stafford is actually... I feel like he's gonna have a better year here than he did than in those last few years in Detroit. I think that he, I think that this team is, is just, it's just a better fit for him. And um, they're six and one now, and I think that they'll be able to win more games this season. So it's good to see that Matthew Stafford's doing what he has to do, and I think this team is better for him. And I think that the trade, I feel like the Rams won this trade with him and uh, Jared Goff. I feel like they're act, they're showing right now that they won the trade and are actually top teams this season. Uh, number six, similarly, I had to put the Buffalo Bills coming into the season. They were undefeated, so I had them at, at number one. And don't get me wrong, even though they're at number six, two weeks from now or even a week from now, they could be in my like at the number one spot in my power rankings because that's just how good of a team they are. I just feel like they kind of let that game against the Titans go, and I didn't think that they would lose that game because I was watching the, the last few minutes of the game, and it looked like they were going to win. But the, the Titans obviously really wanted it more, I guess, and, and they took the win. So I got them at my sixth spot, but that doesn't mean that they're like you could argue that they're the best team on this list so far. So don't get me wrong, even though they're at six, uh next week they could be at number one again for me, like the previous weeks. So I got them at number six. Uh at number seven, I actually wanted to put the Bengals. Their victory over the uh, Ravens was good. Regarding the, uh, the I'm sorry, the Twitter account for the Bengals, I feel like they need to be humble um, and win a few playoff games before they start, you know, talking talking trash and bragging on social media. Because like normally when it happens, it always backfires, and I feel like it's going to backfire. They're five and two right now, so I guess that's good. But they they should just you know stay focused on the end goal and continue to try to win games before they just go making these statements on social media and then making themselves look bad. So I got them at my uh, seventh spot. The number eight spot, I wanted to put the Chiefs. I actually put the Chiefs at the eighth spot. Their defense is atrocious. Nonetheless, they still got weapons on the offensive um, on the offensive side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes is a star, as we said. Numerous times on this uh, podcast, so I have to give him his props, and I think that his team will be still serviceable, even though that their defense is terrible. But I feel like that defense is, is, is going to limit them and prevent them from doing the things that they want to do, especially coming off of that Super Bowl loss from last season. If they want to... They want to make a statement this season to show that they're still capable of going to the Super Bowl, which I think they are. They, they That defense definitely needs some retooling because it's atrocious. And I remember uh, like a few weeks ago, I had their defense on my fantasy team. And I was just, it was just like every week, like the same result. So I had to get rid of that. But nonetheless, maybe the Chiefs can turn it around. So I put them at my eighth spot. The number nine spot, I put the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has been having an amazing year. And I do feel like they rely, they rely on him too much and they need to get the, the rest of their weapons involved and not put so much of a heavy load on Lamar Jackson's back so you can keep him healthy come playoff time because that's when you're going to want him to perform the most. And, you know, I feel like they just they should just be easier on him and let him breeze through the season and not rely too much on him to win these games because it is going to take a toll on his body and fatigue. Really important. People don't pay attention to it a lot, but fatigue and tiredness, like, you know, that's why the NBA does, like, uh, low management games for players. So I think that we got to take our time with Lamar Jackson and let him do the things that he can do. Nonetheless, that's um, the Ravens at my nine spot. And for the 10th spot, I put the Chargers. 
the last few weeks for them hasn't been, you know, the greatest. And I think this next coming week, they play the Patriots. I think it'll be a win for them. And Justin Herbert is an amazing quarterback. And I think he's probably the top two quarterback out of his respective draft class. And I think that their schedule um, will be uh, more in their favor. And I think that they could win a lot more games in the next coming weeks. Nonetheless, it's going to be fun to see Justin Herbert back in action and uh, turning it around. That's my top 10 power rankings for this week. And I'm excited to see how it'll look um, in the next coming weeks because it, it looks totally different from the way I had it from the previous two weeks. That just really um, goes to show how much like a few like two weeks can change in the NFL. Like our lists look like this now, but like the freaking the Cowboys could possibly be our number one team next week. So you never really know with the NFL power rankings. But nonetheless, this is my power rankings for this is my current power rankings, and I think that uh, the list will look a little bit differently in the coming weeks, but I'm going to pass it back, back over to Stikes. But, uh, yeah, that's my top 10. Yeah, it's a good top 10. And, yeah, I definitely have, like, the Chiefs, you know, right outside my top 10. Yeah, thank God, you know, Patrick Mahomes is okay after that. Knee to the head. And, yeah, Twitter is just so out of pocket. Like, after they tweeted the hit, everyone was tweeting, like, the Jorge Masvidal knee on, like, Ben Askren. And actually kind of, like, low-key looked like that. Like, the guy was going full speed, like, knee to his head. But, yeah, glad, glad he's okay. Um, also have the Colts outside the top 10. You know, I wanted to pick them, you know, for the Monday night game against uh, – that was last night against San Francisco. But, yeah, I just thought, you know, Jimmy G was maybe going to – you know, pull it off maybe, but nonetheless, he did not. But I, I do like them against Tennessee next week. I do think they could pull that game off. And then also the Saints, although not very dominant win over the Seahawks, but it is hard to win in that uh, stadium. And then the Raiders, I'll put there, but I think the Raiders played the Chiefs twice uh, in the last 10 or so games. So I, I definitely think the Chiefs can win both those games. So I think the Raiders, yeah, they're outside, but I don't. Technically, they're in the top 10 in, in terms of standings, but there's no way I put them in. And then additionally with the Vikings kind of struggling, they had the bye, but even last week they just got by the Panthers who've really been struggling, especially, you know, Sam Darnold and yeah, the Giants, you know, getting a, getting a big win uh, over the Panthers. Uh, but let's get into fantasy. So our fantasy teams from the last two weeks. Uh, so I'm going to start off. So, you know, week six, coming off the disappointing uh, loss that I had, you know, due to Lamar and Hollywood Brown on my mom's team. Yeah, got, got with a win, but not a real good win, I would say. You know, I won 105 to 80. Uh, the other guy was playing, you know, he had McCaffrey. And last week, you know, McCaffrey was actually like supposed to start and then got re-injured, which is, yeah, it's tough for McCaffrey. And he, he had McCaffrey last year in our league and he had the first overall picks. So he's, he's been in tough, but yeah, Eckler had nine points for me. Gibson four, Evans four, uh, Deontay Johnson had 18.6, not too bad. Schultz 12.9, you know, kind of average. Uh, and McLaurin had six, Tucker had 12 and, you know, the Cardinals had 12, which pretty much you know, saved it, you know, for me, but yeah, not, not a good look. Because, you know, how did he put in, I think on his bench, he had Waddle on his bench and Darren Williams, uh, who had 23 points. So he would he should have won had he, you know, updated his lineup. So technically, you know, should have maybe won that game. Uh, but nonetheless, wins a win. Uh, but then on to week seven this past week. So another win uh, for myself, 150 points. So I was expecting to lose because yeah and also this is kind of embarrassing as well so i put so rashawn stevenson or not rashawn i say uh ronda ronda moore or ronda Monder. i have no idea how to say this guy's name this guy's got a wild name uh patriots running back but he had he had 17 points two weeks ago you know obviously you know bolden and taylor were out uh and then i didn't realize they were both starting so like stevenson wasn't even a gear and i had him in my starting lineup so yeah, not not a good call. I mean, there was like not enough time to add, uh, honestly. So I had, you know, he was my flex. So I had zero points, but Harris went off with 25. Gibson had only seven. I'm a little worried. I'm hoping that they can rest him, you know, for the next few weeks because he's got a great schedule for the postseason. Because yeah, I was thinking of maybe trading him, but there's no point trading him right now because his, 
value is just way too high for the end of the year. I'm hoping he can get that injury stuff under control. But then, you know, Mike Evans, that big game, you know, catching that 600th touchdown and then, you know, giving it to the uh, guy in the stands and then, you know, realizing it was a 600th touchdown. Uh, but the guy, you know, trading it, you know, he's, you know, getting, I think, uh, Tom Brady helmet and jersey. He's getting a Bitcoin from Tom Brady. He's getting tickets for the rest of the year, season tickets the rest of the year, and then a $1,000 team store gift card, which is pretty good. And yeah, people are like, you could have got more, which, yeah, the 600 TV ball, which has never been done. Although one day it will be. You know, Patrick Mahomes will definitely pass that. Maybe even Josh Allen, potentially. Herbert. But still, the helmet and jersey alone, easy to get quite a bit of money for. Uh, but then, so my other wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, he had 25 points. So good game for him. And then I picked CJ Uzuma, the you know Bengals tight end off of waivers, and he had 24 points. So good game for him. And he's the only tight end to lead the tight ends in scoring in uh, two separate weeks. Uh, so definitely get a hold on to him now. You know, I got Schultz too in him. Definitely some good assets, I have to say. Uh, and then Tucker, five points, and the Cardinals had 11 points, uh, beating the Houston Texans. Uh, but that brings me to I'm first now in the league at uh, five and two, uh, tied for, you know, the top four are tied, but just my points for are the highest. But yeah, I'm going to now drop it off to you, Issue, to talk about your week six and week seven uh, for fantasy. Uh, coming into week six, it was uh, projected to be a close game, actually. Nonetheless, I won uh, for week six. Josh Allen uh, had 28 points for me. Um, so he's been doing amazing as he, you know, always does, especially this season. Uh, so coming into this game, I knew that he would definitely perform well and get points on the board for my team. Javante Williams, who I had to put in because I believe I believe Cordell, Cordell Patterson, um, uh, he, Mark Quiz, Callaway, and Kyle Pitts had an off week, had a bye week, I'm sorry. Considering that, I had to, you know, they were all sitting out this week. So I was kind of, coming into this week, I was kind of nervous considering whether they, you know, whether I'll be able to get the win. So Javante Monte Williams had nine points for me. So nothing special. And that's why I took him out of my uh, team for these, like, past few weeks because he hasn't been doing anything crazy. Uh, Najee Harris, once again, he had 24 points for me. Like, he's been, like, so solid this season. I'm glad that I got him on the team. I knew he would, you know, still perform solid, and that's what he's been averaging around 20 to 24 points, like, each week for me. So he's gotten that. Robert Woods, 11 points. Not not as good as he did, like, the weeks uh, pr- previous to that. But nonetheless, he did do pretty solid for me. Uh, Van Jefferson, only had uh, four points for me, so he didn't do anything crazy. Noah Fan actually had 24 points as well, which is interesting because I like I took him out off of my fan- fantasy team a few weeks ago, considering because he was only getting like eight, nine points, I believe, around 10 points. So it wasn't anything special. And when I um, put him in this week, he actually performed well, so it worked out in my favor. AJ Green, who who's like a who's like a sleeper pick for me, like like he's been having these games where he'll he'll show up and get 20 points and then the next game he'll get like 6 points. So he got 18 points for me and with the Raiders defense I actually got 13 points as well and uh my kicker Jason Myers actually got 8 points. So for week 6 I got the win and I finished out 143 points to 133 beating my opponent and I believe at that time I was ranked the eighth I was ranked number 8 in my fantasy league uh for week 6. Which brings me to week 7 which is like a drastic change coming into week seven it was a bye week for a few of my players who you know do me very well josh allen had a bye week who always does amazing amazing Najee harris had a bye week so coming into this week i kind of felt like i was gonna lose i did but uh taylor heineke actually had 20 points and i definitely like i picked him up after like that episode we were basically describing the players like we should like you should consider picking up like i jumped on that immediately um, at the time of recording the episode. So that worked out in my favor. Quarter Rob uh, Patterson, 14 points. Cuba Hubbard, only nine. I should have definitely swapped him for maybe Van Jefferson because he got 14 points that week. Or, I mean, not Van Jefferson. I should have switched him in for Javante Williams, who I, you know, haven't had. Like the week that I decide to not put him in, he gets 17 points. So that happens. Robert Woods, 15 points. So it was a little bit of a um, a better week than a week previous, but still not as good as week 
week five, I believe. Marquis uh, Callaway, six points. Kyle Pitts coming back from his bye week, got 23. Sorry for the noise in the background. A.J. Green, nine points. Uh, Jason Myers, six. And with the Raiders defense, I got six as well. My opponent had an amazing week for this week. He had uh, Alvin Kamara, 33 points. Uh, Cooper Cup, 37. Debo Samuel, 21. Yeah, Christian Kirk, 15 points. And with the Colts defense, he had 11 points. So he definitely kicked my ass this week. And uh, I only had 110 points to 148. So that was basically my um, fantasy week for the last two weeks. Once again, I apologize for the noise in the background. But uh, yeah, that's that. That was my last two weeks of fantasy football. Uh, kind of bittersweet for me. I'm now currently uh, ranked number nine, but maybe I could get a, a week for uh, a win for week eight. Awesome, and I'm actually going up against the guy that beat you, and I'm projected to lose. So hopefully, I can pull something off uh, this week again. But now let's talk about uh, some players that you guys can add. You know, for the next few weeks, and you know, for the weeks to come after that you know looking more long term for the rest of the year on these pickups so first we'll start off with QB so Carson Wentz you know over the last four weeks you know his numbers he's you know playing at an MVP uh, type level you know the level that you know he had in that MVP year with the Eagles with Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator but he's got the Titans Jets and Jags for the next three weeks obviously you know the Titans uh, they don't have a good secondary. There is the opportunity where he had that one pick uh, in the Monday night game, which, you know, San Francisco was winning at that point. And yeah, the ball just slipped out of his hand, but it literally, it was just a shovel pass right to the linebacker who was like maybe four feet ahead of him. So there, there is the risk for that, but he plays the Jets and the Jags back to back. So if you do need a quarterback, uh, if your quarterback's going to buy the next three weeks, he's a good option. Mac Jones, you know, they are having, you know, a better schedule for the next few weeks. They play the Chargers, who don't necessarily have, you know, the best defense, as we've talked about. The Carolina Panthers, who, you know, have been regressing. Uh, and then he's got the Browns, Atlanta Falcons, and the Titans. Uh, so if, definitely an option, you know, for any of those weeks if you need quarterback because of the bye. But he does have even better matchups for the end of the year so that is also another option as well and then geno smith so he's playing next week against the jags yeah the seahawks must win for the seahawks the last few weeks you know arguably should have won they could be five and one this year you know we've talked about the titans game the vikings game they should have won and then these last two so then you know they should be basically five and one but nonetheless uh so on to running backs so khalil herbert who we've talked about on the bears had that big running game against the Bucks, and you know the Bucks traditionally, you know, have a good running defense, and I was actually the most yards they've given up uh, this year. But he's got the 49ers next week, which you know maybe not the best week to start him, I would say. But then Pittsburgh, you know, the bye week, and then Baltimore, Detroit. Uh, so Baltimore, Detroit have been struggling against the run this year, uh, and then Kenyon Drake, who's been really popping off, and if you do own. Uh, Josh Jacobs, it would be smart to own, you know, Kenyon Drake as well. Uh, he does have the bye next week, but then he's got the Giants, Kansas City, and the Bengals. You know, all three of those games, he can go off. And then, you know, I talked about Bolden and, you know, J.J. Taylor earlier, you know, the backups for the Patriots. So if you have a Damian Harris like I do, I'm going to be looking to add probably Bolden because he's he's got the uh, the pass catching, you know, aspect more than Taylor. And Taylor got this touchdown when they're up by 40 points on the Jets. So, yeah, he did get you know his first touchdown last game, but that wasn't a blowout. But like I said with Mac Jones, the Patriots, they play the Chargers, the Panthers, Browns, and the Falcons. And Mac Jones loves to use his uh, running backs as, yeah, he's had good games with you know Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar, but it's kind of inconsistent game to game. But Hunter Henry has been you know going off. And then on to Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles, and there was actually a funny tweet. Uh, I think it was on the NFL's Instagram page as well, but when Kenneth Gainwell got the touchdown in the uh, Vikings game, uh, everyone was kind of making jokes. Or no, not the Vikings game, I should say. But uh, everyone was making jokes like, oh, the Eagles finally using their running backs, which we've talked about you know, multiple times because, yeah, Jalen Hurts is essentially their RB1 you know, this year, 
you could say the same about Lamar Jackson too, but he's definitely more polished pocket passer than Jalen Hurts. But yeah, Kenneth Gainwell is getting, you know, a lot. Uh, I wouldn't say drop Miles Sanders if you have him, but he's definitely an option to add with Miles Sanders as, you know, the next few weeks, they have Detroit to the Chargers, Denver, the Saints, uh, the Giants and the Jets. So it's really good matchups for running backs uh, for the next few weeks. And then also I have David Johnson here. So you know, he used to be one of the fantasy kings for running backs, you know, with the Cardinals, uh, definitely worn down. Uh, he had 10 points. He had a touchdown last game. So I definitely think if you really need something and you're looking, you know, kind of for a diamond in the rough, that would be David Johnson. Although don't hold me to it because, you know, Mark Ingram is also probably a free agent in most leagues and he's kind of regressed, but they kind of split carries, but and Mark Ingram won the Heisman, we should say. He has he has talent. Like mean, this guy's, you know, legit, but he is like in the end of his career for a running back. But the Texans, they got the Miami, they got the Jets, Seahawks, and Chargers over the next few games. So he could go off, you know, in potentially those games. On to wide receivers. So Rashad Bateman of the Ravens. Uh the wide receiver, he was injured for most of the year, but uh he had a decent game, you know, last game in a loss against the Bengals, but you know, they have the bye week and then, you know, the Vikings, uh, the Dolphins, the Bears, Browns, and then Pittsburgh. Uh, so, you know, a lot of important divisional matchups in there. But, you know, with Marquise Brown, you know, being the number one and Sammy Watkins kind of going off one game, but then kind of being inconsistent. Uh, I think Bateman is definitely uh, someone you can look out for. Then Hunter Renfrew, uh, he's the bye next week. But then they got the Giants, Kansas City, and the Bengals, and... Yeah, the Giants and Kansas City are two weak defenses, so they can definitely uh, go off. And then Russell Gage, uh, so the wide receiver on the Falcons, been injured for quite a bit of this year. But yeah, he was the number two. He was like two, three, you know, Ridley's first few years when Gage was also like a rookie. I think Gage was a rookie last year or the year before. But I think it was, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, Gage didn't have, you know, he had a few games where he had 20 points. Uh, when Julio was out. So I definitely think, and Matt Ryan, you know, we talked about the Falcons potentially kind of going on a run here. They are at 500 and they have Panthers coming up, game that they could definitely win. Uh, yeah, he might be another option uh, for that passing game as um, Matt Ryan is kind of getting familiar with Arthur Smith's uh, offense. And then Alan Lazard, so, or Lozon, like I said uh, before, Lozon's. Probably, I probably thought of Lozon because the UFC fighter Joe Lozon, a uh, longtime UFC fighter, retired. But uh, yeah, Lazard obviously has COVID. So yeah, he's not playing against Arizona. Uh, and then yeah, Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, they play LA. And then they got the bye and then in Chicago. So, but he seems like he may be proven as a number one, two or number two receiver for the Packers, I should say. Uh, and then on to tight ends. So Ricky Seals Jones. Like, you know, Logan Thomas is coming back at some point, but, you know, he's been a good option for Heineke. Uh, they have Denver next, uh, who's, you know, not the greatest against the tight ends. But then they have the bye, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle, and Vegas. So potentially good matchups. And then Evan Ingram of the Giants, a former, you know, top 10 fantasy option uh, for tight ends. Uh, he has, they have Kansas City, Las Vegas, you know, the bye, uh, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Miami, Chargers, Dallas, and Philadelphia again uh, to the end of the year. And all of these teams are in the bottom 10 against tight ends. So if you do desperately need a tight end, Evan Ingram, he's got the best matchups for the rest of the year. As as I said, all you know, 10 teams are in the bottom, uh, bottom 12, I should say, of the tight end rankings. And then Mole Alley Cox of the Colts, you know, he's not getting a lot of targets, but he does get the odd touchdown. You know, he plays the Jets, Jacksonville, Buffalo, uh, Tampa Bay, and Houston, and then CJ Uzuma, uh, who I have in my league, so you can't pick him up in my league. But for all you guys, I assume he's been picked up by now. But yeah, they got the Jets, Browns, bye week, and then Vegas, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers, and then Zach Ertz, who just came over to the Cardinals, that big 50-yard touchdown in his first game. Uh, he's definitely an option as well. Uh, and then lastly, with defense, so the Seahawks, uh, their defense, I think definitely should get better for the rest of the year. They got Jacksonville next, uh, which would be a good matchup. Then the bye. Then they got Green Bay, Arizona, Washington, San Fran, Houston, L.A. 
Chicago, Detroit, and Arizona for the rest of the year. And to make the playoffs, they're going to have to come up with some big stops. So I think definitely an option. And then the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs are like the worst, and I don't recommend, you know, picking them up right now. You know, they like I said, they do play uh, Vegas again, and then they play Denver twice, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, the Bengals. So I think their defense could definitely make some plays in those games. Uh, but that includes our fantasy talk for this episode. So now we're just going to quickly chat about uh, the Manning Brothers cast that came back uh, for last night's Monday Night Football game. Yeah, we talked about it probably a month ago now that uh, there was rumors that they wouldn't be back till week seven. And, you know, that was true. But yeah, I didn't even realize, you know, I was able to watch like, because I was watching the Monday Night Football game and then I realized, you know, one of the channels we have TSN up here in Canada was like the Manning cast with the game. So I just watched that. And honestly, like the the most fun I've had watching a game, they're really getting into it play by play, you know, kind of giving their takes. Peyton gets really intense when it's like bad football. They missed a field goal and Peyton was like pissed. But yeah, the guests they had on this week, so Tom Brady, obviously coming off his 600 TD. They had Marshawn Lynch, you know, former Seattle Seahawk. Uh, they had Sue Bird, you know, the Seattle Sonics WNBA player. And then they had Drew Brees uh, as well. Yeah, issue. I know you didn't get a chance to check it out, but I know you have had before. Uh, you have seen, you know, highlights and stuff of the Manning brothers. But yeah, what are your what are your thoughts overall on, yeah, their contribution to the football broadcast so far this year? I think their um, contribution um, in general, I just think that they add a new dynamic to it and it's actually entertainment and it's a great addition to football broadcasting. And it just it adds a new layer of possibility of what could come with, you know, broadcasting in general and going over games. And like from the guests that they had on that you just explained, like that's that's interesting to have, you know, former NFL players, um, shout out to Eli Mann and like two two of the top, who knows, like two of the top quarterbacks in NFL history who are also brothers to have them like, you know, have their own little broadcast and see that, that see the entertainment there and see the guests they get on and see that, you know, their emotion and reaction to, to certain plays. I just think it adds a, a different dynamic to football broadcasting. And um, this is only showing what could potentially come in the years to come and show that this is only the beginning and, and like the only way it's up. So I think having them there is amazing. I'm definitely going to be tuned into them more to see, like definitely see them talk and interact with different, you know, athletes across the globe. And I'm definitely going to go back and look at um, the the Tom Brady um, segment and see what was said and, and see what happens there. Cause you know, that's interesting. And um, me being a Giants fan and having my Giants beat the, the Patriots those years ago with Eli Mann and leading the pack was definitely fun. And it's what made me a Giants fan. It adds a new dynamic. It's exciting. And I'm definitely going to be tuned in more to, to see, you know, what happens uh, the next week they come back, which I'm not sure of. I'm not, I don't know when, but once I do find out, we'll be tuned in more and more because uh, it's definitely entertainment at its finest, especially for football fans. Yeah, I know. It's definitely fun to watch. And it'll be interesting to see if other sports, you know, maybe implement this. Uh, I would love to see, you know, although, yeah, we do have the TNT broadcast and, you know, the halftime show. But if like we had their just like them, you know, Shaq, Ernie, you know, Kenny and Charles just talking the entire game, that would be pretty funny, I think. Yeah. And it's also I think it's, it's great because it, it reflects, you know, just the football community because, you know, this is not new. You know, I think the reason why people love it so much is because, yeah, they're brothers and it's cool. Like the two, yeah, top two, maybe not top two, but two of the top quarterbacks of all time, you know, talking about it is just like, you know, you watching the game with your friends and, you know, kind of talking, you know, live commentary. But yeah, I know the Tom Brady segment was definitely the highlight. You know, there was a comment, you know, Tom was like, yeah, I loved, you know, playing against you guys. It was competitive games, but, you know, definitely he was like, I love playing against Peyton more than Eli. And Eli was like, oh, why? You know, I love playing against you, you know, relating to the 2008 Super Bowl win, you know, for the Giants over the Patriots, that undefeated year. And yeah, I didn't even know much about football back then, but I remember just cheering for the Giants because they were the underdogs and, you know, Patriots undefeated year. And, even like Tom Brady, he like he just looked like a villain back then, uh, from what I can remember. And then, yeah, and then 2012 as well, being the Patriots. But uh, yeah, and then overall, the Manning brothers are two and five in the playoffs against uh, Tom Brady, and he's only lost eleven times, ten or eleven times 
in the postseason. But yeah, they're the only two quarterbacks to beat him uh, multiple times. As you know, uh, Peyton beat him the first time he beat him was in the 2007 AFC Championship game, and it's just funny because you know he beat him in the 2007 AFC Championship game, and then the Patriots went undefeated the next year, and then the next game he lost because it was against his brother uh, in the Super Bowl, which is kind of cool, like kind of payback. But uh, yeah, it's been two like depressing years. Like the last game of the season, you lose to both Manning brothers. But, uh, and then after that, when he beat them like three times or two times, I should say, uh, when he was in Denver, but yeah, uh, hopefully they have that next week. And I honestly, I wish they have it every week, but obviously, you know, the Manning brothers have lives too. But now we're going to get into our playoff predictions uh, for the AFC and NFC. So starting off with the AFC. So we got obviously the division leaders. We have the Bengals, you know, the Raiders, Titans, and Bills. Yeah, I definitely think the Bills, Titans will get in. I think the Titans either as, you know, the leader of the division or the Colts who are three and four right now, they can make a run uh, to get them. You know, the Jags aren't coming back to catch the Titans. That's for sure. But the Raiders, I definitely think they're not safe. You know, the, we got the Chargers in the wild card spot, four and two. And then, obviously, we talk about the Chiefs. You know, they can still make a run. And if I had to put my money on it, the Chargers and the Chiefs are the playoff teams from that division. Like, I think, yeah, the Chargers will be the division leader and the Chiefs will get in the wild card. Like, and I know, yeah, we've talked about, like, you know, underestimating the Raiders. But, yeah, I just don't trust them uh, near the end of the year. And they've been in this position before you know, the division lead early in the season. As for the Bengals, I do think the Ravens will catch them at some point as the Bengals have looked more consistent this year. Uh, and then the Browns also in that playoff spot. And then the Steelers as well, three and three. But if I had to pick, I would switch uh, the Raiders, you know, for the Chargers, put the Chiefs in there. So the Raiders will miss the playoffs and then uh, have the Browns there as the last playoff spot. So... Uh, so AFC for me, so that's I'll say that once again. So the Bengals, Chargers, Titans, Bills for those matchups, and then the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. Uh, but what about you, Issue, for the AFC? For the AFC specifically, I, I feel like the um, feel like out of each you know specific conference, I don't trust the Raiders either, and I feel like you know they're not gonna do anything special come you know those last few weeks before playoff time I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are the top two out the AFC West and, and can make it out um I see the Tennessee Titans making it as well because I feel like they don't have any competition in the AFC stuff like the Colts yeah the Colts have won a few games but I don't think they'll be doing anything special Carson Wentz has been turning it around but I don't think he has enough weapons for his team to you know to make it out and the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Texans are just like atrocious the Buffalo Bills, yeah, definitely the top team for me to make it out. I think, you know, it's obvious that they're the best in the AFC East, and I think that they'll be a top team in the playoffs, and I think they could even be the number one team in the NFL come uh, playoff time. I think that they'll turn it around. And, yeah, I can see I can see a world where the Cincinnati Bengals, like, you know, make it out, but I don't see them going too far. Like we previously said, like they win a few games and get big-headed, but I, th- I think, like, the rest of the playoff teams are a lot stronger than they are, and I think that's going to be shown come playoff time. And the Baltimore Ravens, similar to them, I think the Baltimore Ravens are better than the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that they'll be the top team in the AFC North, and I think that they'll they'll do pretty solid in the playoffs. Will they win the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Like, my money is still on the Bills to win the Super Bowl in general. But out of the AFC, I think that the Baltimore Ravens will be one of the um, better teams coming out of the AFC. All right, so now on to the NFC so these division leaders, I think, are pretty much a foregone conclusion. You know, we have the Cardinals seven and zero in the West. You know, the Buccaneers six and one, the Packers six and one, and then the Cowboys five and one. And I think we can all agree that those will be the division, you know, winners. There is a possibility the Saints could catch uh, the Buccaneers, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen. And then, yeah, the Rams could catch the Cardinals, but you know, as we saw, the Cardinals dominate i would say yeah the the rams i definitely think they have the advantage barring any you know health concerns to kyler murray as he is and i will say there was like one hit on him in the last game and you know the guy was going full speed and you know kyler murray ducked you know his arm like hit his head and it looked it looked like he was throwing his head to the ground but it's just because he's so short 
but how's the I don't understand how's the defensive lineman supposed to stop running like he got past the offense alignment and now he's supposed to stop like I I'm honestly it's getting really annoying that's the one thing and one thing I love about the Manning broadcast is you kind of just don't really pay attention to those calls because they're just kind of talking the whole time or you know talking the guest but yeah some of the calls this year you know the taunting rule which I don't understand because every time someone sacks the quarterback, they do some big selly. Yeah, not in their face. They are sellying. Sometimes they do these crazy celebrations. I've never seen a flag for a defensive player sacking QB and then doing some selly. So I don't know. They need to get rid of that. But nonetheless, move on from that. Uh, so then the wild card, yeah, like we said, the Rams, Saints, I think they're for sure. And then we got the Falcons, 3-3, three and three, the Vikings, 3-3. Three and three. The Vikings are in that spot right now. I do think the 49ers can make a run with that defense. Uh, yeah, we'll see with Garoppolo, what he can do. But I do think, yeah, they could definitely get in. I don't think the Bears, even though they're 3-4, and four, there's no way. There's no way they're getting in. Uh, if they do, they'll get destroyed in the first game. Uh, yeah, there's not even a point. Like, the risk of Fields' health. But yeah, between the Vikings, Falcons, 49ers... Panthers could turn around, but I just don't see that happening with Darnold. Yeah, maybe even your Giants can make a run <laughs> for that last wild card spot, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see that because, you know, the football team, you know, they they can make a run too, but I could say the same thing about the Giants. They're only two games back, but uh, they still have their bye to go. Uh, but issue, what are your playoff predictions for the NFC? Okay, for the NFC, um, kind of to piggyback what you just said, I don't think that, like, I could see a world where the Giants can do it, but then again, like, every time I watch a Giants game, they always lose. So maybe I just not watch them, and maybe they'll, you know, surprise me come playoff time. But I think Dallas Cowboys, for sure, are probably the, the best team to, to come out of the NFC East, and I think that they'll – I think they're going to do very well this playoff season. I think they really they really want to win something this year, and I think that they're going to do amazing this year. I could see a switching between the, the football team, I'm sorry, and the New York Giants – out of those, so out of those two, it could be either or. Like you never really know. Uh, yeah, Green Bay. Obviously, I think they'll you know do pretty amazing come playoff time. Maybe the Minnesota Vikings could could creep up on us. I don't really know. I doubt it, but like it's possible. The Chicago Bears. I don't think that they're doing anything. Detroit Lions are zero seven. So and that pretty much describes that as it is. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and I also think that the Falcons could possibly turn it around because they they got some weapons on them in. And, and Matt Ryan doesn't look as bad as he looked like coming into the season and last season. So I think that they could do some some things for us. And uh, Kyle Pitts is obviously a stud. So I think that they can definitely creep up on us. The Saints, not so much. They're 4-2. So, you know, who knows? And, you know, I think the Cardinals as well is going to um, obviously dominate come playoff time because they're, they're freaking 7-0. Haven't lost a game yet. So that's been amazing. Uh, Rams defense also think that they'll definitely, you know, do some amazing things and they could definitely come out, come play up time and perform well. And maybe even the San Francisco 49ers. Like, you know, like you just said, we got we definitely got to see what Garoppolo does um, in these coming weeks. But I think that they could definitely creep up on us and and, and do some amazing things come towards the, the later half of the season and come out. But, yeah, that's pretty much my take on it. Hopefully the Giants could, could maybe, you know, be that team that they come into playoffs because it, it'll definitely make me feel better, but you never really know. I just I guess we just got to wait and see. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much my predictions for the uh, for the NFC uh, come playoff time this NFL season. Yeah, and I forgot to mention the Seahawks because obviously Russell Wilson is coming back at some point. But I mean, if they lose to the Jags next week, it's not looking too good because then after that, they have bye week, then they have the Packers, then they have the Cardinals. So, like, yeah, these are winnable games with Russell Wilson, but it's tough. And then the Washington football team, 49ers, they got to play the Rams also, and they got to play the Cardinals in the last game of the year. But they also have, you know, the Texans and the Lions. So, winnable games in there, but yeah, we're not trying to be like 6 and 11 here. So, I don't know. See what happens. But uh, this brings us to a, another new segment uh, for the uh, football savant season. Uh, so, if. You know, we did obviously the top 10 power rankings, but then this would be, you know, the savant season uh, buried under the trash can power rankings. So we're going to do like the bottom, we're going to just uh, briefly talk about the bottom five teams in the NFL and then teams who could like slip into that list. Um, we'll kind of update this. And then eventually when 
Uh, more draft rankings will come out, and we'll talk more college football once the playoff rankings come out, and then we can talk like you know some mock drafts. But uh, yeah, so obviously the Lions, you know, you know the the worst team probably, and you know, yeah, we've we've talked about. I will say the Lions would beat a lot of these teams in the bottom five, namely the Texans, the Jags, because the Lions have been in you know some close games this year. You know, lost to the you know, Ravens on a last-second field goal, lost to the Vikings on a last-second field goal, same scores, uh, which is pretty crazy. And then, yeah, looked at some. I think they had a fourteen-nothing lead against the Rams, so they definitely could have won that game. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't hoping on that, but they do play the Eagles coming up this week, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you know, just uh, spoiled to pick them. I'm gonna be picking them against the Eagles. But uh, so yeah, we got the Lions here, the Texans. Dolphins, Dolphins, I I would say could definitely get out of here. Tua's looked pretty good, I would say, even in these losses. You know, he's definitely you know improving as a pocket passer. Obviously, there's that Deshaun Watson rumors, but I mean he's not even going to play. So you know that's that's another story. Uh, but then the Jets, you know, now with Zach Wilson out two to four weeks, they're definitely I think they're going to slide to the bottom. And then we got the Jags as well. And then outside of that, I got the Seahawks. You know, not really wanting to put them there, but I had to. And then the Giants, who I think they're going to make a you know a little bit of a run. And then the Washington football team, the 49ers, who could potentially slide, although I don't think so. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the you know kind of bottom of the barrel uh, teams of the NFL so far? Uh, I agree with this list 100%, and this is like my, my list exactly. I feel like with the Seahawks and the Giants, I feel like those two, those are the two teams that could definitely make it out, but you never really know with them because it's like one game, they'll have an amazing game. Then the next week, one of their star players goes out, uh, Russell Wilson going out for the Seahawks and Saquon Barkley going out for the Giants, which is obviously costing them games and points. I don't think these teams are doing anything special come playoff time. I don't think a few of these teams may not even make playoffs like the Texans or the or the Jets or the Jaguars or anything like that but yeah i agree with this list 100 percent. i'm just hoping that my team i'm hoping that my the giants could at least win more games to get out of this looking at this is like it's not fun for me but um nonetheless i agree with your list 100 percent. and this is like my list exactly like these are definitely the the bottom teams this nfl season and it's actually interesting because like last season like a few of these teams like if not all of these teams you wouldn't consider these like the the bottom of the barrel teams in the nfl so it's like it's just interesting to see like how much can change in a season. Like nonetheless, I guess a few of these teams are turning around, but I guess you know it's just it's just a matter of if they can win these games. And I think the Seahawks and the Giants could definitely win a few games. But yeah, it just goes to show how much can change in in one NFL season. Because like I'm pretty sure our last season we didn't consider a few of these teams like the bottom of the barrel teams in the NFL. But that just goes to show like things change. Yeah, and also like the Jets. You know, their one win coming against the Titans. And, yeah, this is also crazy because the Titans, they beat, you know, the Chiefs this past week, and then they beat the Bills the week before. But then the week before that, they lost to the Jets. So, like, I don't know. And then, you know, obviously Bills beating the Chiefs and then, you know, them losing, you know, to the Titans. Yeah, it's kind of like anything can happen, you know, in the NFL, which is kind of crazy. But let's get into our pick uh, so from a few weeks ago, I'll go over our picks. So, uh, issue, he had the bills over the Titans. Uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't get this game. Although I thought as well. And yeah, they, you know, tried on that fourth and one and, you know, easily could have got that and uh, could have won the game, but nonetheless, uh, and then, yeah, the Ravens over the chargers with they, which they won the Cardinals beat the Browns Cowboys beat the Patriots. And then he had the Colts over the Texans, which they did. So you're four and one for the week. Uh, and that brings you to 17 and 8. Uh, and then for myself, I had the Rams over the Giants, the Cowboys over the Pats, Chiefs over the football team, uh, the Bucks over the Eagles, and the Colts over the Texans. So I was 5 and 0. I'm up to 19 and 6. But for this week, so my picks, I have the Bills over the Dolphins, uh, Bengals over the Jets. I'm going to go with the Lions to get their first win of the season over the Eagles. Uh, I got the 49ers over the Bears and the Seahawks over the Jags. And for another extra pick, I'm going to throw in here. I'm not adding this to my list, but just for you guys, I think the Colts are going to beat the Titans uh, next week. But uh, what is your list uh, issue? 
Uh, my list, I have the Bills coming back and beating the Dolphins. I have the Cardinals beating the Packers. I think with the loss of Devontae Adams, I think that is definitely going to like be a major hit to them. And the Cardinals, 7-0, they're gonna, I feel like they're going to come into this game and win. And I feel like they got lucky because Devontae Adams was out. Because considering let him had like been able to play this week, they would have. I felt like they would have been. They would have lost. And even if they would have won, it wouldn't have been an easy win. I got the Bengals beating the Jets. Uh, the Rams beating the Texans, and the 49ers beating the Bears. So a lot of easy picks in there. So hopefully this week I could go five and zero, like you did uh, previously. But I guess we'll just have to wait uh, to see Sunday, Monday, um, and see uh, these picks. These are my five pickums for uh, Week Eight NFL football this season. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, this includes uh, episode 27, uh, so football season, uh, week seven and eight. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this week, we'll have two episodes. So we'll have this one uh, come out when you guys are listening to this right now or whenever you listen on the weekend. It'll be on Thursday, and then you can listen to it up until Sunday and Monday for football. Uh, and then kind of you know listen to the pick um, from us, and then also if you want to make any changes to your pick em. And then we also have a Halloween episode as Halloween is on Sunday. Uh, so we'll be doing a Halloween special with uh, random newspapers. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, but any last thoughts from your issue? Yeah, I just want to say this episode was definitely fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to our next football episode. Um, this was definitely uh, good to do week seven and eight to get people ready for the next upcoming week. And for the Halloween episode, I already uh, talked with Random Newspaper, and he's um, definitely hopping on, and he's excited to actually hop on. So I feel like people are definitely going to um, have something to look forward to for Halloween, uh, you know, with the pandemic and people not really going to Halloween parties like with the exception of myself because I'm actually going to a, a Halloween party it's not really a party it's gonna be more of a get-together but I think it's gonna be fun to actually get out on Halloween because I know a lot of people won't be treating kids won't be trick-or-treating a lot of teenagers won't be really you know out like that I feel like this Halloween is gonna be very reminiscent of last Halloween so I'm looking forward to the Halloween episode to kind of like take the you know kind of ease us off and make us feel better about all the world's current things but uh nonetheless this has been a fun episode, and I'm looking forward to uh, next uh, week's football episode and the Halloween episode as well. So thank you for everyone who's been uh, listening consistently. Uh, we really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. To blame your mama for fucking up the family tree I'm still showing your love, what more you want from me? Nightmares on my body laying in the hearse No girl can break my heart, cause mama did it first Look, decided to be the longest in the loop I'm arguing with my conscience, he wanna see me lose Yeah, man it's something like self-sabotage But only time will reveal, I'm thinking like the barge Cause we be dealing with this trauma This shit's all in our genes, and we get it from our mamas And we just hurting, we hurting from the pain We call it disconnect, People who birthed you question your intellect But since I was 95, cause I gotta get it back These infidelity issues, she thought she was a Mac Uh, yeah, nickel and that's facts These niggas hating on me cause they know that I can rap These bitches hating on me cause I do not wanna chat You never show me love when I only had the naps We could've been the picture looking through the wrong lenses Listen to the lyrics, please do not get offended Love mama so much, she ain't even there my forgiveness She all up in my face, please go and mind your business Born out of wedlock, we could be your own family when all the games stop. There's always power to the players, and now I'm talking to God. Hope He answers my prayers, cause I've been talking to Satan to promising riches. Don't think that I should trust him, he plotting shit so vicious. Yeah, cause I'm looking out the window when the clouds are getting darker. Raindrops of the pain, I've been thinking about my father. I wasn't there before, so why not should I bother? Yeah, why not should I bother? Yeah, I know he been thinking about me. These souls so lost and they cried in. I'm blessed, I must not lose focus. I pray my kids become precocious. Yeah. I pray my kids become precocious. Yeah. Yeah, I know he been thinking about me. These souls so lost and they cried in. I'm blessed, I must not lose focus. I pray my kids become precocious. Yeah. Hey guys, Thanks Savant here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts, if you like what you hear. And also remember to follow us on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at Stikesavant or at Noah Stikes, as well on Twitter at Stikesavant. And you can follow me, Issue, at on Instagram. Um, it's Issue underscore high on Twitter as well. And for my uh, podcast page, you can follow Issue Political Podcast on Instagram. And for Twitter, you can follow me at Issue Political Pod. Thanks, guys.